May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with us all. Amen. Our sermon test this morning is from the book of Numbers 21, verses 4 to 9. It's about the bronze snake. It reads as follows. They travel from Mount Hall along the route to the Red Sea to go around Edom. But the people grew impatient on the way. They spoke against God and against Moses and said, Why have you brought us up out of Egypt to die in the wilderness? There is no bread, there is no water, and we detest this miserable food. Then the Lord sent venomous snakes among them. They beat them, the people, and many Israelites died. The people came to Moses and said, We sinned when we spoke against the Lord and against you. Pray the Lord, pray that the Lord will take the snakes away from us. So Moses prayed for the people. The Lord said to Moses, Make a snake and put it up on a pole. Anyone who is bitten can look at it and leave. So Moses made a bronze snake and put it up on the pole. Then anyone was bitten by a snake and looked at the bronze snake, they leave. Let's close our eyes and pray. Heavenly Father, we invite you this morning. We ask you, Lord, to let the message test talk to us. Let us reflect. And I'm asking for words, Lord, to share with your family. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Please be seated. Can you go back to the same one? The sermon theme for today is look and leave. First of all, reading this sermon text, we see the feeling of helplessness and dependence. We see that salvation is completely dependent on the provision of God. God's good creation is marked by stain of sin and now curses not only men but all creations. God delivered Israelites from slavery, but they are not thankful. He promised them this new land flowing of milk and honey. Now the text in Numbers 21st verses 4 to 9 is an interesting account concerning the grumbling and sinning of Israelites as they journey through the wilderness and the Lord responds to their grumbling by sending venomous snakes into their midst. So let us try to imagine the challenges experienced by the Israelites. You just walk, hear the snakes. You want to eat, hear the snakes. You want to sleep, hear the snakes. You want to bath, hear the snakes. You want to go to the bathroom? Here are the snakes. You want to be seated in church? Or in a classroom? 
here are the snakes. Imagine the situation like this and snakes are moving around. Next one. Marching through the never-ending wilderness with nothing to eat or to drink but miserable food, they were tired of eating what they perceived as terrible food. They speak against God and against Moses. People repeatedly complain and rebel against Moses. God's anger is fucked by this uprising and sends venomous snakes. We need to come to a point whereby we stop complaining. They feel purposeless, hopeless. However, later we see the hope has been renewed. There is finally light at the end of the tunnel. We see sin repeated, judgment rendered, intervention accomplished, and salvation provided from this message text. Let us look at the sin being repeated as we read verses 4 and 5, which says, They traveled from Mandora along the route to the Red Sea to go around Edom, but the people grew impatient on the way. They spoke against God and against Moses. They repeated the sin. They spoke against God and Moses. They repeated probably what the last generation complained about. God didn't make the journey that easy. There is a clear indication that there is a lack of faith. God promised them protection, but the sin of ungratefulness is evident. People are not grateful for what they have. Now referring to judgment being executed, we see in verse 6, which says, The Lord sent venomous snakes amongst them. They beat the people and many Israelites died. That is talking about the judgment. Isn't God too harsh to send snakes to bite people? Why snakes really? Maybe God sent snakes to frighten the Israelites. People requested Moses to intervene or negotiate with God on their behalf, and he died. We see God responding to the request of Moses. However, God does not respond in the way people asked or expected him to respond, by removing the snakes. Instead, God sends the cure for snake bites. They will still get bitten. That danger doesn't go away. Although God does offer healing if they look in the right direction. So we need to understand that Moses could have refused 
because they spoke against him. But he did it. He chose to listen to his people, which shows the caliber of leaders that we also need in our current days. This new generation humble themselves as and go and, and come to Moses and ask for help. By humbling them, we see verses 7. They ask Moses to intervene and pray. Moses, as the mediator, then prays for the people because he knew that salvation is dependent in the provision of God. Again, we see the attitude of dependence. The Lord said to Moses, Make a snake and put it up on a pole. Anyone who is beaten can look and leave. So Moses made a bronze snake and put it on a pole. Then when anyone was beaten by a snake, he lived. Look is defined as to direct one's gaze observation towards someone or something in a specific direction. The lesson of Moses in the wilderness is teaching us that God will make a way even where it seems impossible. And we see the intervention offered. Now salvation is provided as we read verse 8 of the sermon text. So people had to trust that by looking at the bronze snake, they will be healed. Let us use the message and reflect deeper on our faith. Moses lifted up the bronze snake up on a pole and all who looked at it were healed. I chose this picture because some people are sensitive to snakes. So even to look at the picture of a snake. So I use this to be accommodated so that everybody can be able to be comfortable. Jesus used the bronze snake incident as a symbol of, uh, to illustrate that he would be lifted up on a cross one day so that whoever believes will be healed of their sins. Our pastor, Dr. Gertrude Thompson said, do not close your eyes, but look the danger in the eye. Acknowledge the sin, the difficulty, the suffering, and then you can be healed. Close quote. The book of Numbers is also teaching us that if we have faith to look to Christ, we can be healed of our sins. Snakes would normally bring death, but looking to this particular snake brought the promise of healing. A symbol of judgment the Lord then uses as a symbol of victory. As snakes shed their skin through shedding or peeling, they are symbols of rebirth or transformation. This measure shows us how salvation will be brought to mankind through Christ Jesus. The people of Israel were attacked by poisonous snakes as a result of their own disobedience. We live in a difficult world. And some people might think that God is unforgiving. But the book of Numbers tells us that God may get mad, but he isn't out to get even. 
He is out to bless and protect us until we can make him glad with our faith and love. Once again, our pastor Dr. Gertrude said, we are rescued from punishment through punishment. Rescued from death through death. Those quotes. What's happening in this message is that we see the departure of old generations as they die and being replaced by a new generation. The old generation will not see God's promises come to fruition. On this long, dangerous journey, some, some simply will not reach the destination. And I am therefore of the view that this also applies to us. We are not going to see or achieve some of our goals, and we need to accept that we are all going to die one day, and the new generation will take over. Let us compare the Israelites with ourselves, and check if you are somehow different or the same by not being thankful about our blessings. Here we are this morning, blessings that we are still alive, we slept in our houses, and I guess none of us is staying in a tin house, all seated here. We woke up and see the sunshine, we are all well dressed, looking presentable, drove our cars to come to church, blessed with family, privileged to be employers, or some of us are employed, Blessed to be who we are, and still we fail to appreciate all of that. And here are our complaints and comparables. One is not happy about the size of the house, complaining that the house is not a double or triple story. Complaining that you are not wearing a designer clothes, not happy about the car or cars you have, you would rather prefer to be happy to have Bentley or Maserati or Porsche in your fleet. Your employer would like to offer you 5%, for an example, a salary increase, and you opt to do it all because you want 7%. Your wife has gained weight after blessing you with children and you complain that your wife has gained weight. She's no more the same. The figure has changed. You complain that you are not blessed with a child boy. Not appreciating that you've got a netball team of girls. That's your blessings. Your child cannot bless you to be a grandparent, not appreciating the fact that she or he is still alive, and you need to appreciate that he is or she is still with you. You complain that she can't conceive or she can't make another girl pregnant for you to be called a grandparent. Lord have mercy on us. One of the most difficult questions that this text clearly raises is that of the character of God. 
What kind of this angry, punishing God is this? What kind of this angry, punishing God is this? We inflict death on people for their lack of trust. We read about punishing God in many chapters of the Bible. That is why we question the character of God. It appears that God punishes for the lack of faith and in violation of the covenant. And therefore people are worth of punishment to an extent of being bitten by dangerous snakes and die. However, God also provides the remedy. It is notable that God does not move the snakes, but provides the means for healing in the midst of danger. God brings healing precisely where the sting is the worst. In the midst of their desperation at the journey that was even more difficult and demanding than they were, they ever would have imagined, the question is how did they go? How would we? Or how do we go on when faced with a similar circumstances? What do we do when something for which we have hoped for and prayed for does not happen and the distance between this breakthrough keeps increasing? What do we do? If someone never reaches the financial security he or she has worked hard, so hard for, if another is never able to heal from a relationship that is long broken, if I never quite become the person I have imagined myself to be, what then? Again, God's provision of healing in this message is instructive. Even in our worst failures and disappointments, God provides. God offers healing for our wounds, relationship for our loneliness, and faithfulness for our faithlessness. God doesn't remove the source of our suffering, but God makes the journey with us, providing what we most deeply need if we but look in the right direction. I also find life in this midst of death as I read the sermon message. The last thing I want to look to is a dangerous venomous snake in order for me to live. But this symbol, this picture of death actually becomes a symbol or picture of deliverance. So you find life in looking to a picture that symbolizes death. So let us ask ourselves a question and say, why is the book of Numbers relevant to us these days? The book of Numbers shows a God who chose to live close to his people, Likewise, when we believe in Jesus and give ourselves to him, we receive and become the temple of God. That is why it's relevant to us today. The Spirit gives us peace, power, and the presence of God at all times. God is still with us. We can see that if we have faith to look to Christ, we can be healed of our sins. Let this message take to remind us that we are not in a position to get what we ask from God to be received or to deliver to us in the package that we expect to receive. God will reply to our need in a different format. Let the message take to remind us that Jesus was lifted on the cross like this bronze snake. 
Let us look at him and have faith and trust that we will be saved and healed from our sins. Let everyone who believes look at the cross for salvation. Our theme is look and live. Let the message text today strengthen our trust and faith. Put your trust in God. Therefore, let us all be saved from God by God. Amen. Please let us stand and pray. Our Heavenly Father, we are thankful that you are an honest God. We see the glory of the true gospel. We ask that let this message humble us like the few, like the new generation of the Israelites. We ask all this in the name of Jesus. Amen.